Star Wars geek girls. They're geek girls that like Star Wars. And sometimes. Uh, hi, it's Zoe from Star Wars Geek Girl. Uh, I'm once again not here with Lizzie, but I have Jonah this week from uh, Geeky Bubble. And I'm very hi. excited. <laughs> Yes, I'm happy to be back. Always happy to chat with the Star Wars geek girls. <laughs> I think I think I'm alternating between you and Sal and Axel for now. Like I think nice. that's my plan because <laughs> I had them one last week and it was great because Axel's the best. Yes, um, and Sal, he's cool too. But oh Axel's yes, the that's best. right. Sal, right. <laughs> um, we're gonna talk about the latest episode of the Bad Batch, episode seven, Battle Scars. And what are your spoiler-free thoughts? Spoiler-free thoughts. I was just so on the edge of my seat watching this episode. Even though I knew what was coming, they always managed to find ways to just wrap me in and pull pull all the feels out of me. Yeah, I think this one might be my favorite so far. And I feel like I say that every week. <laughs> um, but this one was like really like to me, this one's like like just kind of pulled me in a lot more than than not that the others haven't pulled me in, but this one like really got me, I think. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's funny how they consistently get better, the episodes. Mm-hmm. And they just started off in an awesome place. And it's just I'm always amazed with how they just the caliber of writing and the animation just just beats the other episode over and over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, I, I guess we can't say much more without spoiling it. So spoilers ahead if you haven't seen it and would like to not be spoiled. Um, there's your warning. <laughs> You've been warned. <laughs> um, so we'll start. We start the episode and they are they've just finished like another mission. So they did stay with Sid they're still with Sid um which I think when you were last on we were like well are they, they gonna stay there or are they not they they definitely are at least for now yeah yeah I saw that uh-huh. and I thought wow these guys just either they're just very slow to change I mean because we saw with the with everything that brought them there it was just one thing after another so they had to go with the flow but here they kind of found themselves into a routine and now they're kind of hesitant in changing that, but they're, you know, questioning and keeping what Rafa and Trace have in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is like, we're jumped in like the end of whatever mission they did. They rescued a lizard. Um, I guess that's like their main thing is just rescuing things like droids and baby rancors and a lizard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we don't know what purpose they serve ultimately. Like no. said, we don't. I, I don't know. Don't know. Don't care. You know, yeah. there's Stu for all I know. <laughs> I hope it's not Stu. Um, but Omega, not. Omega names the lizard Ruby, which yeah. is, is just cute. <laughs> um, but while they're, they're having like ship troubles on their way out, because nothing can ever go smoothly in Star Wars. Um, and they get it. And that's like a really like action packed, like entry to the episode. It's like all this going on. It's very intense. Yeah, I love it when they have like a cold open like that, where it's like in the middle of the action and you're just trying to catch up. And media rest. I learned that one (laughs) in film school. (laughs) Um, 
and media res it's latin because pretentious i guess i don't know oh I see. but that's what that's like the official term for it ah. uh yeah but so they escaped because like their hyperdrive wasn't working but they fixed it or echo fixed it not all of them echo gets credit and they get back to sid and we learned that Wrecker and Omega have a little tradition now that they do at the end of their mission where they go get some popcorn um, at a stall. So that to me implies that like, like we've obviously seen this mission and we saw the one they did the Rancor obviously and then with Trace and Rafa. But I feel like the fact they have a tradition to me implies that like they've done a lot now, you know, yeah. not just like those three, you yeah. know? So, yeah, for sure. So it's, I don't know what the timeline is as far like how far in we are, you know? Um, but yeah, I like, feel like, um, sorry. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I feel like uh, my friend told me actually that um, when Hunter says that they've had uh, at least 20 cartons of Mantel mix, <laughs> you kind of make the math in your head and it comes out to 10 missions and you're like, whoa, where did those... 10 missions go I wish you could have yeah. seen that yeah it's yeah I like that kind of like implication though because they're not like drawing it out mm-hmm. just kind of you know but so I I'm curious to know like how long we are because obviously we started like Revenge of the Sith like Order 66 oh. so I'm, I'm curious to know how far we are from that like are we a couple months or are we still just like a couple weeks like yeah it make, <laughs> yeah it's a great question and I wish they would clarify uh the the placement of it but I imagine it's been a month or two yeah I'm just curious because I'm thinking like once we get like a year into it that's kind of like the Ahsoka novel and Ahsoka becoming like fulcrum and like all that stuff starting to like happen so like I just want to know where we are (laughs) I need a calendar (laughs) totally Um, understandable (laughs) (laughs) just curious um but they have their tradition to get a little popcorn like the popcorn from um galaxy's edge is what it made me think of because they have like the colored popcorn and it was like that um and then do you want to say what happened next (laughs) and then my husband comes into the picture (laughs) and he introduces himself reintroduces himself as you know captain rex it's captain Rex again and I'm so happy to have seen him <laughs> so so happy <laughs> and he has a, um like a hood he like he's sitting he's sitting in like the corner with like his hood up and then you see his eyes and you're like I know who it is like- <laughs> <laughs> at first I, at first I remember having to co- go a little bit closer on my screen because I thought that's not mall, right? Like I don't want it to be mall. And uh, thankfully, it came out to be Rex. Especially when you see him take a drink and you see the armor mm-hmm. on his arm, and I thought, yeah. yes, <laughs> it's Rex. And I was, I was excited because I don't think I like Rex as much as you, but I do like Rex a lot. So um, it was good to see him. We're halfway through, so I figured we'd be seeing him soon, and now we have so yeah yeah and one other thing that popped into my head which I wish I had mentioned in my podcast but I'll say it here uh (laughs) Captain Rex was originally named Alpha in the original concept for him 
And it was eventually discovered that, you know, with Anakin, Ahsoka, R2, and Alpha, that would have been too many A's, too much alliteration. (laughs) So they decided to change him to Rex. But the fact that he was originally called Alpha, and he has uh, this meeting with Omega. So you have Alpha and Omega talking with each other. And I thought, that's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, I love Rex and Omega's little interaction. And she immediately is like, you're a phase one clone. He's like, oh, how do you know? And she's like, well, there's lines on your face. And you're old. You're getting getting old. You're getting old. Poor Rex. (laughs) He's had a rough time, rough go of it. Um, Yeah, but so I'm trying to remember the exact conversation. It's been a little bit since I watched the episode. But um, they talk, somehow like the chips come up. Yeah. yeah, Oh, because crosshair. Right. Yes, that's right. Because yes. Wrecker starts to feel a little bit of pain and Rex suspects that he knows what's going on. And then of course Tech is like, oh yeah, no, not to worry. You know, Crosshair was the only one to be affected. <laughs> and Rex is immediately like blasters out. Because obviously, you know, he we know what he went through with Jesse and all the other clones. So he's pretty understandably not trusting of them once he learns this. Yeah. Um but they end up agreeing to meet on Braca in the shipbreaking yard to go to um, an imperial, an old Republic cruiser, and get it taken out, like Rex did in Order sixty six. Yeah. Um, and if you're for people who played Jedi Fallen Order, you'll remember Braca is where that game starts, and where Cal Kestis was working with the Scavengers Guild. Is that what they're? Oh, uh, the Scrappers Guild. Scrappers Guild. Close mm-hmm. <laughs> Um <laughs> So that was just a cool little like play. I was like, hey, I know that place. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, <laughs> fun. And so they go there and that's where like the one shot we see like in the trailer where like they're climbing over and like um, and they have to like kind of climb through like all the ruins of the ship because it's just kind of sitting there and it's all trash. And it reminded <laughs> me a lot of in The Rise of Skywalker when Ray was climbing through like the remains of the Death Star and trying to get to like the vault. Right. Like, that's just what it made me think of. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine Omega's reaction of her being impressed by the size of them was Ray's reaction when she was younger and had to, you know, take up this role in order to survive. So yeah, I imagine that could have been her reaction um, back on Jakku. So yeah, I, I just I really love the contrast between Omega's wonder and then you see Ray working when we get to her in, in The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think of that connection. I just thought of like because they're like jumping and it's like wet. That's I mean, yeah. mostly because it's wet. That's why I made me think more of Rise of Skywalker. That water um, was very suspicious. The water, and- yeah. And there was like the I don't I don't think it said like Dianoga, but the, to me it was like oh, oh it did like it did technical thing in the water Dianoga. <laughs> it was just too scary for me. At and, some- it, <laughs> and it pulled Wrecker in, and it was like I know this isn't gonna how they're gonna kill Wrecker, but if it is, I was like, there's that little nag in your brain, like, but what if? What if this is the end? <laughs> no um, no that's how it was when um I forget the name of the episode Legacy of Mandalore I think 
in Rebels where Gar Saxon like shoots and there's like that shot of Sabine and that shot's like a few seconds but in those few <laughs> seconds my whole br- my brain went back and forth and they're like they're not going to kill Sabine and they're like what if they're killing Sabine like no they're not going to do it <laughs> but like forever it was great um bad batch uh <laughs> um so they they tangle with the Dianoga and then they get to the medical facility and they're like prepping it like turning it on and it's not super sanitary no um, not sterile <laughs> at all no <laughs> but it's the only thing they've got and I love that Rex points out that you know we can't do it on Camino and text like no this will do fine yeah uh, <laughs> and I feel like that's where the show at least this season is headed where they're going to have to go to Camino if that's what they intend to do with crosshair mm-hmm. yeah we haven't seen crosshair in a little while now we haven't and I'm curious what he's up to and what sort of missions the empire has been putting him in and I guess in a way conditioning him even more because I feel like with each experience he's internally rationalizing what he's doing and maybe even believing that what he's doing is right even though of course they're doing work on him on his chip so yeah, I'm curious what the effect is now um, and how he will be when they, if they ever, if, if they remove the chip, how how will he react? Is he going to be himself or is he going to be, uh, you know, changed because of the chip? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is interesting because we saw like, like with Rex, like he went to really being himself when they took the chip out right but and same with Wrecker in this episode but it they feel like their their effect with the chip was so short and they didn't not that they didn't do anything bad and like regrettable but it wasn't like I feel like by the time we finally catch up to Crosshair there's going to be up to maybe even a year worth of of this you know what I mean right yeah like even Wolf later on in Rebels you can tell that he's still on edge especially when he sees the Jedi. So you can tell that there's been some trauma there. Uh, and uh, I'm curious what's going to look like for Crosshair. Yeah. And I I wonder, like, you know, like you mentioned Wolf. So I wonder, like, if we'll be seeing here how, like, Rex meets up with Wolf and Gregory and if the Bad Batch had anything to do with that and, like, how that happened. Because we still don't really know that despite finding out years ago. Right. So it's interesting. I think I think the series is going to answer a lot of questions about like the chips and stuff, and also probably give us new questions too because that's yeah. how Star Wars works. Yeah, and I'm um, hoping I'm hoping Tech gave him the information that he needs in order to later perform not himself but like find ways to perform that operation on Wolf and Gregor and anyone else he comes you know comes across because uh, I guess the way it came across in this episode, they just didn't know where the location was. And that's why it was important for him to finish off the scanner. So that way they can find precisely where it was. And then now that he has that information, I'm hoping he gave it to Rex so that Rex can use that moving forward. Mm-hmm. And we could even have like a whole like clone rescue operation. Right. Like, it could be great. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm curious because we, now that I'm thinking about it, we haven't seen Crosshair since episode three. Yeah, replacements. Yeah. So yeah. It's been a while with, without crosshair. Um, 
yeah so they get into the medical facility and it's not very clean at all they decide <laughs> to do wrecker first because he's the one that has been getting the headaches and stuff and they're scanning and wrecker finally snaps and it's horrible and awesome <laughs> at the same time i and know and he really goes on like a rampage and you can see you really see how strong he is and and he's really like hunting down like Omega and Rex and the other members of the, of the Bad Batch. So, and it feels very like horror movie. Yeah. You know, I think the parallel I thought of was in in season one of The Mandalorian in the, is it The Prisoner? Um, yes. I'm yes. not good at episode names. <laughs> um, but they, when it, you know, obviously it's a very different like situation, but like, I feel like it was that kind of like same vibe to it where you have like the character kind of just filling that a character we know and love filling the role of like horror movie monster and it's awesome and scary <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was very um like you said horror and I I was fearing for them I thought he was going to snap Hunter's neck <laughs> I thought that's not where I want this to go <laughs> and uh, I'm thankful that uh, Omega stepped in and distracted him Mm-hmm. and then he almost got omega but yeah Rex, he was tossing all of them around though, especially tech and like echo and wrecker yeah it was really it was, it was really just, impressive too because yeah. you know normally when he's fighting droids he tends to be very um excited and happy doing what he does and here it's like that's all been drained out of him and it's very calculating and terrifying and uh, I just I love that Omega, even though she was scared, she knew that there was that this wasn't him and it doesn't really change the way she sees him. And I thought that that was such a beautiful thing, because sometimes when someone does something to you, you kind of you can't help but like flinch or wince if that person comes closer to you. And so I'm glad she didn't suffer any side effects from that experience. Yeah, and I, I think the thing, too, with Wrecker was, like, I feel like we, like, we knew he was strong, just, like, the, as, like, his whole thing, like, he's, like, the strong one, but it's, I feel like it's different seeing that strength used on, like, characters we, like, already know and love, because, like, when he tosses a battle droid or whatever, you're, like, cool, but when he's tossing, like, Rex, who we know to be a very powerful character, it's, like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> it know? was, like, a ragdoll, throwing a ragdoll yeah. around, yeah. <laughs> It was, and like you said, he had lost that kind of like personality where he's like making like jokes and laughing like that. There wasn't any of that. He was just focused in a way that usually isn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But one thing, one thing that I also found very illuminating and I'm sure we saw it before. It's just, it didn't, I didn't process it at the time. And I, I saw it more here, but Wrecker, when he eventually apologizes to Omega, he talks about how he was trying to stop himself from doing it. And you can actually see evidence of that uh, when he's holding the blaster and, he, and it's shaking in his, in his hands and he is struggling and saying good soldiers follow orders because he doesn't want to do this to Omega. And when he's apologizing, you get the impression that he was aware the whole time. Like he was completely controlled and he wasn't able to do anything about it. And I thought that's 
even that adds another layer of terror to it because Jesse was probably another character who in the back of his mind thought, you know, this is, this isn't right. And I can't do anything about it. And I it just, it's heartbreaking all over again to think about those events. Oh, I think we see that with Rex, I think really prominently too. In, ah. in, um, in Shattered, like he's shaking and he's talking, he's trying to like get out fives, you know? Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. I think, I think that adds like another layer of horror to order 66. Cause obviously it's horrible, you know, for the Jedi getting killed but I think it's also really horrible for the clones having that little bit of autonomy they had kind of ripped from them and they you know I think the fact that they're aware during it just makes it even more horrifying yeah very you know? uh, sinister yeah and it, it's very it's scary yeah um, <laughs> I think order 66 is and I'm sure this isn't a new and I'm sure most people think this but it's definitely the I think the most like horrifying part of Star Wars you know I would say, yeah, for sure. Uh, and like, it's very good, like story-wise, but also horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but fortunately, Rex is able to stun Wrecker and they can get his chip out and then everything's okay and everyone gets their chips out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's all right. We made it. <laughs> good day. <laughs> um, and like you said, Omega doesn't, seem to have any like ill will towards Wrecker he apologizes but she's like you know it wasn't you she's very understanding of that I think yeah he's very compassionate that seems to be a strength of hers yes um and it might you know be a fault at some point I think I think that makes her like what we saw with Fennec that made her a little bit more like a little too trusting with Fennec and got her into trouble but it's a good strength to have um, it's true yeah it's very Ezra-like in that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, I hope they don't run in the mall. <laughs> oh no, I hope not. If yeah. they do, if they do see anyone from Crimson Dawn, I would love it to be either Dryden Voss or Kira, because that would be awesome. Especially Dryden, since his yeah. model was in Star Wars: The Clone Wars, so it'd be great to see him in a bigger role. I think, I think Kira might still be on Corellia. oh that's right I forget I'm sorry yeah, I, forgot I think the she's still on Corellia but yeah, like if we right. do like a little time jump yeah definitely see Kira yeah I want to see Kira in more things because I don't know what happened to her and it makes me mad <laughs> <sighs> okay it's fine um I, I love Kira so much but she is cool no and I do else. really want more content of her mm-hmm. and Emphis Nest Kira. where are all these characters yeah, just, yeah it's fine it's fine um but they get all their chips out and then like, that's pretty much like the end is their chips are out and they leave and rex talks to someone on his comlink about meeting up with them at the rendezvous point so like this was planned and i we don't really know who it was this isn't yet another mysterious it's true figure. yeah I'm, I'm assuming that you know we're to rely on the events from the last episode then it it possibly is just Rafa and Trace just because it looks like they're uh, working with each other but uh, it could also be someone else that we don't know and I hope we get to see that at some point well because Rex does say in the beginning of the episode that he found them through Rafa and Trace so was he the figure mysterious figure from last episode yes and like sounds yeah (laughs) so like see back with that I don't know I don't yeah know. yeah <laughs> I like sort of want it to be someone new just 
because I like bringing new people in. I see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Rex leaves and Hunter's, you know, thanks him. It's like, thanks for getting those out. Yeah. It, they're very lucky Rex showed up when he did because if I think if if record um you know kind of snapped like on the ship with them if they were out somewhere or like you know like things could have gone much more poorly either for record or for everybody else or both yeah both most likely both (laughs) yeah that would have been horrible if that had happened without rex stepping in to stop it but uh i i do like what hunter tells rex and it's the fact that if he is ever in a bind, you know, he knows who, where to, where to find us or how to contact us. And I just, I, I really love that because it sets it up for him possibly coming back in a later point. And, you know, hopefully it'll be an interesting mission outside of, you know, chip, chip related stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, cause I'm- Rex says he's still like he serves he says like my loyalty is to the Republic and he so yeah Rex is we started to see him you know wanting to oppose the Empire so he's connected and we got we definitely it was definitely implied I think that Trace and Rafa were doing the same thing working with people to do that so I I'm sure it's not just Rex Trace and Rafa no I'm sure sure there's others yeah obviously going to be small at this point in the timeline but where um it's slowly building up and I, I would like to see the Bad Batch come into that. I am curious, I guess, what makes Rex, because we know by Rebels, he's no longer directly involved in that. So like what, you know, does he just decide like the white hair start coming in? He's like, all right, I'm, I'm done for now. <laughs> or like, does something else happen? You know, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, I brought that up to my mom and she suggested that it possibly is uh, something like I I helped wreck uh, I helped the Bad Batch I helped um, Wolf I helped Gregor this is all that I can do and I think I I'm just gonna sit this out and just you know live my life peacefully you know as my choice um, but then I suggested what if it's something more uh, dramatic and <laughs> what if it was something like because I know some people have been bringing up the topic of a possible clone rebellion where they either try to fight for the freedom of the clones or who knows what, what's going on there for that to happen of course people like Rex and the Bad Batch need to be free of their chips so that they can be willing participants in this but uh what if that were to fail, obviously? And then that's what motivates Rex to be like, you know what, I'm done. I've lost too many people. I'm going to sit this out. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm curious because it could be something. Well, we do know from Rebels 2, the Empire no longer seems to assume him dead because when exactly. the Empire comes, so like he has to get on the radar again because according to Tech, they're like, oh, you were assumed dead. So like he has to do something to get on the radar again. Yeah. I... As, as a Cody fan, I want it to be something with Cody. Maybe it's a clone rebelling with Cody. Maybe it's something else with Cody. I just want Cody to show up. I knew you were going to say I Cody. I just want Cody. <laughs> I want to know. He's so cool. Yeah. That's it. Cody. Cody and then Cody dies in Rex's arms. Yeah. Yeah. I just want something to happen. And I want Cody to be there. 
<laughs> I just think that would be cool. And I reserve the right to my opinion. Yes. Because <laughs> I want Cody. <laughs> I think. I just think it'd be neat. Um, yeah, it was a very good episode. It's always good to see Rex. I hope we'll definitely see him. I think we'll see him again. That's like I don't know if we'll see like Trace and Rafa again or anyone else, but I think we'll see Cody again or Rex again and Cody. <laughs> yeah, if they if they do anything, I mean, even Clone Wars did it, but if they do anything like Clone Wars and what Rebels did in introducing characters and then bringing them back again for like the the series finale where you see Hondo mm-hmm. and Wolf and Gregor and Mart Matten, so it's like I, I would like for them to show up in a similar manner where it's like the Bad Batch need help in some way and these characters are willing to offer their help. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't even know if it has to be a series finale thing because I feel like Rex was a, a fairly consistent. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just the no. idea of making those connections and then having those connections resurface down the line. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like Rex to show up a little more um, and just be a little more sort of like the role he played in Rebels where he's not by no means a main character but he's still a consistent like side character because we don't really have any of those in Bad Batch maybe Sid at this point seems the closest we have who's really Um, fed up with the Bad Batch and who just might (laughs) sell them out at any point yeah yeah (laughs) um I I assume Fennec is going to be playing a sort of antagonist antagonist role yeah she's definitely Um, coming back again and then obviously Crosshair and maybe his team. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, I don't I, know. This show has like, I feel like, like, I feel like um, with Clone Wars you and Resistance, you sort of had an idea of where things were going. Maybe not like where each individual adventure was going to take, but you had an idea of like what to expect in some ways and I feel like with Rebels and with this show it's like I don't know what's gonna happen like I got <laughs> yeah um, it's true I just know that at some point Omega they will have to lose Omega very similarly to how Mandalorian lost Grogu <laughs> and if it get, if she gets taken back to Kamino assuming that the Kaminoans hired Fennec then they're going to have to take the fight to Kamino or could Omega pull an Ezra and escape herself? But while escaping herself, could she get Crosshair? Could she somehow, while captured on Camino, kind of be the one that rescues Crosshair, gets his chip out, and then he helps her officially that would be escape, interesting. and they reunite with the Bad Batch? I don't think they would do it without guns blazing. So. No, <laughs> but that well, they could meet. Fun. They could meet, like in Rebels, when like Ezra was escaping, and then the ghost who gets there and helps him finish it, finish it out. You know. <laughs> that would be cool that would be cool because uh, be- i don't i don't want uh crosshair to die so like whatever that. whatever gets him out and <laughs> it would be manner. really interesting what if omega gets his chip out in this hypothetical scenario but crosshair is like doesn't want to go with them yeah, now, yeah I, he's, I t- had, I, he's been doing that so long you know yeah i told my mom that and she's like you know what you you can just shush because <laughs> I, I don't want to hear your theories <laughs> And it's totally possible. It, it's possible that he could be like, no, this is who I am. Well, and we obviously know he has his little crew now. Could he grow loyalty to, like to them? You know, we haven't seen them, what they're up to. But right. like, could he kind of 
grow a connection with them. Maybe not as much as he had with the Bad Batch, but still like a a bond that he doesn't want to throw away, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Many things could happen. Indeed. I'm, ex- I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Star Wars won't be anything I would have thought of. But... Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, still exciting. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't have anything else. <laughs> no, yeah. I Those are like the main parts of the episode. Yeah, you did it. I made my notes. <laughs> and we got through them. Um, so I guess we'll wrap up. Thank you. This is a shorter episode. I feel like it's hard to talk about this episode without being like, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it was. And you just have to watch it, I think. I think it's hard to like explain, especially like that Wrecker scene, which was my favorite in the whole episode was like it's hard to just describe it and fully like get the effect across mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah yeah like the emotions are something that you need to experience for yourself mm-hmm. and then oh we did forget after Wrecker wakes up Omega gives him some popcorn oh yes very <laughs> sweet that's their tradition yeah it was yeah. like in her pocket so it probably like lint in it <laughs> that's what I think of I'm like oh that's, that's yeah gross popcorn but <laughs> yeah but it's very cute it's a great episode um I still think Omega and Wrecker are the best um and this episode just cemented that for me yeah yeah I just I really <laughs> love how you thought that she was going to have more bonding with Hunter and she has especially towards the beginning of the series but it's it's definitely progressed where it's just like hunt um omega and wrecker are the iconic duo in this this (laughs) series so far (laughs) yes um i do hope we see a little more we saw like a little bit of her with echo and maybe like a tiny with tech so i hope we see more of that too yeah that would be interesting i know some people are, are really you know like antsy for that kind of content but honestly I like I can see bits of tech in myself and I am not a child person (laughs) I I don't get along with kids if I do I just just make it as short as possible (laughs) and so I feel like tech is that in in some way where he's just like you know she's a kid and I just I don't feel comfortable I'm kind of (laughs) allergic so (laughs) Uh, but Echo definitely comes across as the mother mother of the group where he you know he's tells her not to touch things or you know tells her how to do things and whatnot. Yeah. It's the it's the Django gene. The dad yes. gene in all of them. The dad gene. <laughs> um yeah. Uh thank you very much for talking Bad Batch with me. It's always great. It's I was planning on inviting you for whatever Rex episode was anyway. And then this week I was like, well, if Lizzie can't make it again, I'll invite Jonah and alternate. And so it just lined up very yeah. perfectly. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Always happy to talk about Rex. <laughs> always exciting. Um, I was going to say, oh, I guess we'll do the plugs. Do you want to do yours first? Sure, yeah. sure. So um, listeners can find me on Twitter with the handle at Blue Jay Guys. And they can also find the podcast that I do with my mom on at Geeky Bubble Pod. And they can find that podcast on iTunes, you know, Spotify and all the other big podcast platforms. And they can also find my writings on dorksideoftheforce.com. Yay. 
Um, so for Star Wars Geek Girl, there's the Star Wars Geek Girl Facebook page, and then we're on Twitter and Instagram at SWGeekGirl and StarWarsGeekGirl.com. Um, I do like a quiz every Wednesday. This quiz, week's quiz is, um, which Star Wars dad are you? And um, and uh, then I do like a writing thing every Friday. There's no real gravels on. So do you want to do those or should I? <laughs> Oh, uh, you can go ahead and... Oh, I can do it. I can do it. I haven't done them so far. So let's see. (laughs) Rogue Rebels. You can find the Rogue Rebels Family podcast on Spotify, Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that fun stuff. You can also find their Facebook page at The Rogue Rebels. uh, Instagram, The Rogue Rebels. Twitter is Rogue Rebels Fam. Twitch, where Axel does all his fun stuff, uh, is at Rogue Rebels and TikTok, the Rogue Rebels. And I love following them there too. And finally, in case you didn't catch it, the Rogue Rebels.com <laughs> for all of their content. There's a theme there, I think. Yes, there is. I see a pattern <laughs> of some kind. <laughs> um, yeah, Axel's, I didn't write it this week. I forgot. Axel's streams are on. Um, Thursdays at six, I think. Let me check. It's on my planner. I write it in my planner. I'm like, I have to watch Axel play games. <laughs> yeah, it's Thursdays at six Eastern time. I think it's three uh, West Coast time. Um, if you're somewhere else, I'm sorry, I don't know, but you can look it up. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, thank you. So go check all of those things out and follow them and like them and listen whatever you do um thank you again jonah for showing up it's very happy happy to have done it (laughs) uh thank you for listening um may the force be with you uh i was zoe and i was jonah uh thank you again for listening i feel like i said that for now thank you again for listening and goodbye star wars geek girls They're geek girls that like Star Wars And sometimes cry